Hey students, welcome to episode 13 of the Film Student Podcast. This week, we're doing something a little different. We're about a month away from the submission deadline for the fall class at the Harold Ramis Film School, so my guests this week are two of the head staff for the program, Academic Manager Julie Alavizos and Outreach and Communications Coordinator Lynn Pustai. We talk not only about their backgrounds and how they came to Second City, but also about the submission process for the film school. Let's get to it. So I'm curious how both of you ended up here. Okay. Um, I'll take this one. Take it, Julie. So I started here in January 2016, and it was actually, I was interviewing in December 2016, and I saw the post on Jack Knoll's Facebook page. Mm-hmm. So Jack and I actually have a history. We both were at Columbia College, mm-hmm. and then I was actually working there, and I'd bring him in as a guest to speak to my um, students. Yeah. So anyway, so I saw a post. So I was actually, I taught in the film department there, taught producing, and then I was in the um, portfolio center mm-hmm. for five years. So working with students developing portfolios and reels okay. and stuff. So you were, were you doing production before this? Yeah, before. Or before even that? Back in the day. Okay. So yeah. What kind of stuff? Commercials. Commercials. Mostly. <laughs> mm-hmm. Nice. Yep. Any, anything uh, people would know, uh, national brand stuff like that, or mostly local? No, mostly local things. Mm-hmm. And then I was a director's agent for many years as well. Mm-hmm. And then taught at Columbia, as I said, in the film department for 10 years in the producing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just active in the community here, Women in Film Chicago mm-hmm. and, and uh, um, Chicago, what was it called? Community Network, like working with teens. Yeah. And things like that. Nice. So, How about yours? How did I end up here? Um, I was also at Columbia College for 11 and plus some change years. Um Julie and I knew each other, and I was the internship and industry relations coordinator for the film department Mm -hmm. at Columbia. So, um, gosh, how did I end up applying for this? Where did I see it? On Julie's page. (laughs) Probably. On Julie's (laughs) Facebook page. Um, Yeah, and so I applied, and I was poached. (laughs) 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 On April 1st, I started. (laughs) Yeah, I just had my one-year anniversary, so... Yeah, I started like a year ago, and I had mm-hmm. a background here. I had actually worked at Second City in a different capacity from about 94 to about 2003, mm-hmm. something like that. Um, <clears throat> so it was just a great melding of a lot of skill sets because I knew a lot of people here or had historically already, and then there were, you know, the filmmaking component from mm-hmm. Columbia. So, And then one more added thing to that would just have been... Um, when I got here a long time ago, I won't date myself, many decades ago, um, I worked in the improv community in various capacities my whole life. So it was like Harold Raymond's Film School made complete sense to me. So yeah, there you go. And, and I knew Julie. I came for Julie. <laughs> <laughs> I, so Julie and I could go shopping. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. We had that. Uh, we had I that, digress. The, the, uh, Mick Napier come in and speak the other day. Yeah. And you two together, it's just mm. like, it's a Laurel and Hardy act. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Well, that's probably true. You two have been uh, friends since, like, was it high school or college? We met in, uh, yeah, we met in college. We've known each other since, wow, this is crazy. I was 19, and he was probably 18. Yeah. (laughs) So, (laughs) long time. Yeah, we've known each other a long time. And, um, yeah, and then Mick came up, and he was, he's a couple years younger than I am, and so I came to Chicago, and then he came a couple years later, mm-hmm. and then a bunch of people, not just us, like several people, um, were founding members of The Annoyance. Yeah, I, I love the every ride. time I go see, because uh, uh, I go see Superhuman 
pretty often over there and you've got the the first brick in the row of all mm-hmm. the of all the bricks along the the back wall there as you're going into the theaters. They were incredibly generous in giving me that brick because those bricks were given by donors who gave a lot more money than I could ever have or give and Nick <laughs> and Jennifer were so amazing to give me a brick on behalf of they felt that I had given what was equal to a brick. Yeah. So that was cool. Aww, that's yeah, awesome. That. Made me cry. Oh, that's sweet. <laughs> yes. So what was it about uh, about this program that was interesting for both of you to want to work with it? Um, for me, the idea of coming in to start a film school was so exciting. I mean, my thought was who wouldn't want to start a film school? Mm-hmm. I absolutely, coming from uh, a college, you know, working at a college in, in many capacities, I love this program. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, and you'll hear so many people say if I could do it, like this is the program I would have taken personally. Right. Um, and so it was just so exciting to like be on the ground of something so amazing that I like a million percent believe in. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it was just too huge of an opportunity to yeah. not, not do it. And to be on, on the ground level, start oh, and build it from the ground up and kind of and it's just figure out all so the stuff exciting. that's fluff. I mean, that's <laughs> the thing too, is that, you know, it's like being able to really put all of the pieces together. When I came in, I was surprised at, that there wasn't as much in place. Yeah. When I started here, I was a little shocked by it. <laughs> but um, so really, like being on the ground fil- floor from like teach, you know, getting instructors and, yeah. you know, going through um, and, you know, just being a part of, you know, the curriculum and things like that. And the most ex- exciting part is like just seeing what sticks, like what works and what doesn't and mm-hmm. like being able to experiment and realize that this doesn't work, but this will. And we, we are always still changing things. But yeah. Um, Which I, yeah, I think is just one of the interesting things awesome. about like it. Like we really want feedback. Yeah. We want to know what's working, what's not. Yeah, it's been interesting to see mm-hmm. even some of the the feedback and changes and stuff. I mean, we have regular meetings for just discussing what what's mm-hmm. working, what's not, what do you mm-hmm. like, what do you dislike. Mm-hmm. So we're we get to kind of shape the program ahead of us and a little behind us for for, uh, right. for the next classes coming in too. Mm-hmm. But how about yourself? It just made so much sense. Yeah. Um. So I don't know. Maybe it's just. As I get older and the decades pass, I think it is important to ask yourself the question, like, where am I making a difference? And what's important to me is making a difference in people's lives in a real way. And this opportunity, I mean, it was the same at Columbia to a certain, mm-hmm. you know, to a certain extent. But here it was just like given history, background, my personal background, the people that I knew, the opportunity that this was, mm-hmm. um, I thought, you know what, I I can make a difference here and that will make me happy and that will help people. And that made it really worth it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. Because it was from a, uni- I knew that I would be able to bring something um, to the table just because of, you know, life experience mm-hmm. um, and the certain people that were met along the way. So, yeah, that was and it was it was really and Julie was here. Yeah, <laughs> there were friend, that. friendly faces. No, but I mean, the whole the whole you know, the thing I say to the students all the time is it's relationship building. And that doesn't just mean the students mm-hmm. in the industry. It means the staff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you don't have a staff and a faculty that is, you know, jamming together and working and like clicking together, then I don't know. I, d- I feel like, well, let's put it in the yes and. Mm-hmm. And if you do have that, it can be great and it can be endless potential mm-hmm. creatively. So, yep. All those factors. And so what is your, for those that are listening and don't necessarily know, so what does is, what is your role entail? My role entails um, working with each of the students on kind of a, both a nuts and bolts level where we prepare them for the industry 
um, getting things together like a cover letter and resume and a reference sheet and their social media presence and all of that nuts and bolts stuff that you must have mm -hmm. moving forward specific to film mm -hmm. and specific to what they did here. Um, but there is also the other component of the um, industry relations. So I am responsible with Julie's help to um, get speakers that we will schedule to come in that are both you know, most of the 90% of the time it's from the second city mm -hmm. um, lineage. Mm -hmm. And so they will have a chance to listen to the speakers, experience some wisdom in masterclass series. And then there's a Q&A afterwards where and you've attended these where the students yeah. can ask questions based on, um, you know, who the speaker is. Uh, there are some folks that are in a position more than others that will be willing to do things like informational interviews with the students after, or mm -hmm. they may be able to connect them to someone who can connect them to jobs or projects or whatever. And then there's kind of the secondary industry level just in Chicago. Mm -hmm. um, we also have those speakers come in and talk with the students and do workshops and all of that. So at the end of the day, preparing the students to go out into the industry and guiding them on their path to um, get work and connections and relationships in the industry. Mm -hmm. So, kind of figure out what that next step is for for a lot of people. Yep, it's not job placement, though. I right. would say underscore it's not job well, placement because they're they're not jobs per se necessarily <laughs> in general. It's it's more gigs, and so networking is is more important because it's you you're whatever you swing to next is not necessarily something that's going to be multi year. Sometimes it's not even multi month. It could be a single project that you go work on, but do well on that, and then move on to the next thing and the next exactly. thing and the next thing. So, it's tipping that first domino. Yeah, and, and also the relation, I mean, it, it all comes down to relationships, and I feel, I always say this in the orientation, but anybody who tells you that, you know, 99% of the time, it's this is just not going to be something like, there's a job that I found online that I got, although maybe that will be part of the gigging and mm -hmm. relationship building, but at the end of the day, this works very similar to, like, people who want to be on main stage. You wouldn't find that listed right. in a job site where it's like, hey, I, uh, I see this ad, I apply, I get it or not. It's, it's like, no, you, there's a series of classes, you become part of the community, you go up through, it's kind of, you know, I don't want to say who you know, but a talent is assumed at a certain mm -hmm. point if you're applying for things. But we are, we are the shortcut because we are in a unique position to offer all of the things that I believe ultimately will get you there fastest, right. which is exposing you to people who have been family here for a long time and mm -hmm. introducing you to your cohort. You know, it has all the components. Yeah. So um, it really is a shortcut, although people don't think that it is sometimes when yeah. they're like, I want a formula. Yeah. It's like, well, if you're in this industry long enough, you're going to find out. Anybody who tells you that and that's, that doesn't exist, and that's been interesting with the with the masterclass series, and, and is that it's not the same for any two people you've even seen through yep. that. Like some, uh, you know, uh, Dave Pasquese, his his approach was completely unique from everyone else's because he wants to do mostly stuff here, mm -hmm. versus everybody else. You here know, being the, Chicago, they run, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they they've kind of you know run to the four corners, run to New York, run to L.A., run to wherever the the job is. Versus he's he's been very focused on trying to keep things here traveling from time to time for for other stuff but yep. uh so it's it's kind of different for everyone for what that journey looks like um, you know and there's other speakers too who will say things like you know they're saying it humbly um like oh i was just lucky mm -hmm. and that's frustrating for students to hear because they're like well how do i get lucky mm -hmm. so to speak um it's <laughs> 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 but it's you know the answer beneath that 
if we really probed those speakers, they say it's luck. I say no. It was a path where you were creating. You were creating at a high level. A lot of times we'll hear speakers say, um, "Just keep creating. We'll find you." Mm-hmm. because this world is aching for content. Mm-hmm. And they will, I do believe they will find you if you just keep creating and putting it out there and entering festivals and all of that because, um, you know, there's so much content that is needed to fuel this industry, especially mm-hmm. right now. But, um, yeah, I, I just, I don't think there's a magic, the magic uh, answer, or yeah. the magic mm-hmm. uh, formula is... It's, keep, it's a yeah. different kind of industry because it seems like you have to... You develop on the outside and then move inside versus with so many other jobs, you'll, you're able to go in and get in a ground level floor and develop mm-hmm. on the inside until you're ready to take on that next level position. Totally. This one, because you know, it's not because it is a gig type economy with it. Like you, you don't you have to figure out how to do that stuff outside of it and then just jump in. So it's a lot of people faking it until they make it. Yep. <laughs> yep. But right. what's your, what is your role entail? Oh, goodness. So I'm kind of like the back end of the film school. So I am the first person students will meet or talk to for Mm -hmm. any inquiry. So I kind of serve as admissions in that way. Um, And then I work with Jack to do all the scheduling of teachers and all the logistical stuff. Mm -hmm. So um, and put out fires. But I also have like (laughs) a sensitive ear. So if students ever want to talk about anything, I'm always here for them as well in that way. Um, Yeah, kind of like the backbone on that end. Mm -hmm. Logistics, not as exciting as Lynn's. Oh, please! At all? Hold on. Did you hear that? That's me passing out at the thought of what Julie does. It's well, that it's, much. It's interesting because it is. It, I feel so very funny. much like Julie's job is to get people here and stay here, and your job is very much to get people out of here and on. Right. It's thing, very true. So. I mean, it's we're yin that's, yang. That's how we always say. Like, I work with students a lot in the beginning, and Lynn works with students at the end. Yeah. But it's like everything because I'm also, you know, like. On the phone with smart tuition, being like, why'd you charge my student this late fee when they paid it on time? Like, yeah. You know what I mean? So I'm also like advocacy for students, too, mm-hmm. on this weird back end, too. I mean, I can't do it for everybody, but yeah. there's certain situations. Yeah. But I just always, mm-hmm. like, our students, to me, are the highest tier echelon. Mm-hmm. I want them to have everything. So. Yeah. Well, And you, and you yeah. mentioned the, the admissions process. So what, yes. is, what is the actual, like application admission process look like absolutely so we use a company called submittable Mm -hmm. and students apply all online so um it's a 40 dollar application fee and it's basically um a way so we ask for a five minute cover letter video Mm -hmm. um an essay based on various topics you can pick one um a work sample a description of the work sample uh a resume um, we ask now for like a photo of yourself and your happy place. So we can just kind of, we don't do like, uh, we, at one point we talked about doing like video interviews, but mm-hmm. we just want to like, it, it really does, you get a sense, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and then two recommendation letters. Okay. So, and so basically what we do with the process is that these all come in. So again, I'm the point of contact for all of this. I get all the applications and then we have an applications committee mm-hmm. and that committee consists of Jack Newell, program director, Trevor Albert, our chair, Lynn, me, Rachel Mason, and then we bring in an additional faculty member. Mm -hmm. And so I send them all the applications to review. So everybody reviews on their own. Mm -hmm. And then we all, oh, and also Anthony and Matt, our artistic directors, um, they also run it. And um, we all sit in a room for hours. Hours. And we look at every single person, (laughs) every single cover letter video. There's been like, you know, and we basically go through every student and decide, and they're they're like rated, mm-hmm. they're like a point system kind of, um, 
and decides who should be here. Yeah. And then once we have the students that should be here, then we put them into cohorts based on various things. Yeah. So Trend, it's a group line. By skill level, group, yeah, group it's by never just like yeah. And so we don't want like 15 people that went to film school on a, all in a cohort because right. that's pointless. So you know we really want like diversity amongst our students and things like that. And um, yeah. And so so far we've had great luck. Yeah. Building the cohorts. So yeah, it's and it's been interesting too because I, I think there's a certain amount when at least for cyan when we got here of, of just trying to look at okay we've got cyan and magenta it's like so why are the people you know because mm-hmm. it, it, it's not always that's not always like we don't show up with a name tag that says i was selected for this that and the other right. so there's a certain amount of kind of feeling it out because mm. learning mm-hmm. curve of like yeah. why are you where you are to balance yeah. out that group and why am i where i'm at yeah because I, I think you you all may be looking at it and saying well this person's got you know a clear voice or a clear writer's mm-hmm. perspective and this person seems like they can mm-hmm. do production and this per- and that's not always apparent on the inside right. for for some people like i know i came in with the production background so i feel like that was my that was my mm-hmm. lot and in, in the group mm-hmm. but uh yeah we've got other team members that are like i don't know why i'm here right <laughs> but in in a good way and it, it's it's the mm-hmm. the perspective of the world is their oyster they can kind of right. turn and you know i've had a couple conversations with, my, with people in my cohort just like they're like i don't know what to do like i don't know how to do any of this stuff i don't uh, and, and i'm like well you just ask somebody and find out what you what they think you'd be good at based on one thing once they get to know you right um and it's it's but it i get it it's tough it's yeah. it's tough to necessarily just figure that stuff out so it, it's interesting trying to figure that out from the outside in. and i don't mm-hmm. think i don't think it would help necessarily to have that to have your your interpretation of it mm-hmm. coming in i think it's kind of nice to figure it out from the inside right. it's just getting that learning curve of like all right, I need to figure out why I'm here. Right. <laughs> well, it's an right. incubator, perfect scenario of mm-hmm. exactly what this industry is like. Yeah. You're out there. It is exactly that. Yeah. You know what I mean? You have to ask for help. You have to know what you know and don't know, and you have to mm-hmm. be scrappy and go find the person that does know. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think we would do a disservice if we ever did answer. Yeah. I mean, not like it's the big secret, but there's a learning opportunity there for sure. Not only within your cohort, but then you've been here long enough now to know it's like as soon as you're comfortable with your cohort, Mm -hmm. then you can look outside your cohort and be like, oh, there's more ripples in this big pond. Yeah. And uh, well, there's the crossover relationship, which I didn't necessarily know about coming in with like Columbia and the surrounding schools that there are other students that you can bring in to work on projects that they're they're, you know. There's Columbia students that uh, that are interested in coming over and mm-hmm. being cinematography or working on editing or color correction mm-hmm. or all those things that people come in here like I don't know how to do any of this I don't like I'm freaking out and it's like mm-hmm. well you don't need to know all that like the right. things that you want to learn there's resources there to learn it but mm-hmm. it the the expectation is not to have a ton of production background coming right. in right um, which is it, it's interesting I, I think that was that was one thing that surprised me I think once I once I was selected like that it isn't that that's not a focus of it it's right. everything else in, in the business yeah it's I mean honestly every student the one thing every single student that is here has is a love for comedic storytelling and mm-hmm. it comes out in a lot of different ways yeah you know not everybody's like look at my funny movie it's <laughs> like we don't you know I know there was somebody selected I think in the last mm-hmm. round that was cartoons he was mm-hmm. he drew like uh cartoon uh like three panel you know set, uh, Saturday morning. Oh, oh yeah you mean like for the sunday morning funnies yeah for the um work sample yeah oh we've had crazy things for work samples like what what's but that's, I what's mean, been interesting <laughs> go for yeah, it in my brain i have to go back in time the well, ones that came in I mean, or the ones we declined <laughs> no i mean i don't even remember the ones we declined. 
but I'm trying to think. I mean, I don't know, just anything from like paintings or dance Dancing, or yeah, lots of um, dance. musical pieces or, you know, I mean, I tell people like do a puppet show, like whatever is the biggest thing for the work sample. It's obviously the thing that stresses people out the most, but it's, um, you know, whatever you are the most proud of that mm -hmm. you stand behind more than anything else. And that's yeah. how I answer people when they ask that. Mm -hmm. I mean, we we had like some really weird like Shakespearean improv ones that I'm like, what is it? You know, like I can't, because the point is we need to know who you are. Mm -hmm. And so this is you saying, I am this and represented in this way. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's, you I know. feel like that may have been somebody that looked at like, and like what's going on in Chicago? Oh, improvised Shakespeare company. I yeah, can do that. Yeah, let's do it. You know, <laughs> no, it's you like, <laughs> which is fine. You know, if that's your thing, I support it. But um, yeah, so work sample. You know, what have you done? Yeah. <laughs> so so, something interesting, something that yeah, you're proud of. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And at the end of the day, mm -hmm. I think, stop me if I'm wrong on this, but mm -hmm. I think that it's the spark. Like yeah. everybody identifies with it, you know, which you can, it's very hard to define, but mm -hmm. it's like, do they have that spark? Do they have that passion for comedic storytelling? Do they have, mm -hmm. even if they don't have a lot of tools, mm -hmm. do, do they have just that spark are they do they is collaboration important to them yeah right um i mean we had people come in off wall street mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah you know i mean who had no real experience we've had people come in from all different things and it doesn't matter if you have that's not necessarily we're not looking for somebody you're here to be a student we're right. not looking for you to come in with a skill set although many of our students have already gotten a film degree and they're here to you know create mm -hmm. a bridge between a previous skill set that they have into directly into the waters of comedic storytelling and what they right. can be on the other side of it and all that. But um, it's certainly not a prerequisite to get into the school. Right. Yeah, it's been interesting because uh, I, I know my, my core, there's some people that have very little background that I feel like they've learned a lot in this. And then there's others that have some background that have still learned a lot. Like it kind of takes you from wherever you're at Mm -hmm. And helps just build build that up. Mm -hmm. right. So, like, I came in with a good amount of production, but I, not a lot of working on other people's sets. Mm -hmm. And so, like, this first term, I've DP'd for uh, five upperclassmen films mm -hmm. and uh, worked, you know, helped advise on others and, and stuff like that, which has been great. It's, it's experience that I didn't have anyplace else. And, right. and also just kind of learning to juggle projects to have six you know, uh, um, six irons in the fire at any given time uh, for, for my own projects mixed with other people's projects mixed with it's stuff that I'd, I'd never really done before. So, mm -hmm. I mean, even for somebody that has some product production work, there's still there's still advantages to it uh, in, in kind of taking you to the next step from uh, from wherever you're at, yeah. uh, which has been helpful. But um, so that's what's balancing you out, like your experience out here. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I think it's uh, that's been part of it, and and I I think for me the other thing was writing. Uh, mm -hmm. I had I'd always had my own writers uh, for stuff like friends of mine that I always thought were funnier at writing stuff and potentially still are, mm -hmm. <laughs> but uh, but that that I liked working with their material and helping them mm -hmm. take what they had written and make it something visual because yeah. some some types of humor translate great for stage or translate great for read you know reading material but not necessarily to film and how do you kind of bridge those gaps and, and make that stuff work and there's there's other things that you know i've always been a fan of the things that only work on film yeah. that you could only make this uh um, stick if it was something that was shot you couldn't do this on stage you couldn't put this in a written piece and have it have the same impact as somebody who's watching it on screen right uh, well one of the things um about 
Harold Ramis Film School that is um, unique from my experience is I know when I was advising, Julie could tell you the same thing on this, there was always the student that would be an, a Harold Ramis Film student now mm -hmm. that would come in for advising about, um, like, what do I do to get into a writer's room on a SNL or whatever the, the dream was along the way on the comedic storytelling path. And I always felt frustrated because all I could tell them was take some of these classes over at the theater building, yeah. take screenwriting classes here, have a good general sense from the overall program of like, but I knew I was telling them to piece it together in a way that wasn't kind of organic and flowed right. and, or it was like, or, you know, go up the scale to be, get onto main stage eventually or ETC and hope that someone sees you. And if you don't make it as an, a an improviser, you may make it as a, you know what I mean? It was just right. like a, a cumbersome way. Right. And, and I can feel really good about getting behind the one year immersive because it's like, well, if there's anything where it's all, the pieces are all tied together for mm -hmm. you, it's here. Mm -hmm. So, that was yeah, a well, big advantage. And I, when I, my old job, I it was a company that was very much. It was I worked at Apple for a while, and they they're very much about um, you know you kind of you're you're going to eventually hit all the all the all the uh, um, benchmarks that you need to hit to be eligible for moving up to that next position or moving into that job that you really want. But it's also realizing that there's ten other people that are in that mm -hmm. same boat. That are that are at that same point, and and I think that's that's even amplified even more with an industry like this, where, right. yeah, there's fifty people that are going to apply for that same position that you're up for that are just as qualified and have checked all those boxes and have been to all those classes and have <coughs> done this, that, and the other, and it's yeah. like, you know, what is that other thing that you've done, and right. or what is, what is that other thing that you bring to the table that none of them do, and that's that's the tough thing because you can't always quantify that it's it, because a lot of it depends on who you're up against like you know if there's 10 other people that are applying for this and you're the only one that's got experience with you know um, i don't know uh, with producing or something like that you're going to stand out just from sheer fact of having that other piece in your background uh or um what was it a, f a friend of mine just got hired for uh to to actually advise, um, I think it was financial like advisor with a film because as a producer because he has a background in the finance industry, right, right. Mm -hmm. like that's not that's not something everybody's going to have. Right, the, you know, right. you could theoretically go seek that out, but you're going to do it for one job. Like mm -hmm. that's right. not going to happen. But he's going to get now experience with producing producing that he wouldn't have otherwise gotten just because he happened to work in finance before. Uh, and I think that's been one interesting thing here too is that it's there's been a lot of focus on finding your comedic voice and finding what is the thing that you uniquely know about yourself or or that you mm -hmm. you can uniquely tell a story from. But I think it also serves for um, you know when you do go out to, to seek a job, like what are those other things that you have that no one else does? Right. Ding 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 ding. Exactly. Yeah. That is our work together. We haven't worked together yet. Yeah. <laughs> In a nutshell, that is it. Yeah, and right. that's, so that's what you're doing is, is helping people kind of recognize Identify, what are the yeah. what are those, you know, this mm -hmm. the school is here to check all the required boxes. Like this gets you all the things to get mm -hmm. your your name in that list of of things. But what are the other things that you already have, or that you can very easily expand on that are going to make you more interesting or useful or to you know when your name is one of fifty or a hundred or five hundred. Totally true, because 
<clears throat> when you were talking, I was like, yeah, the thing that nobody else can bring to the interview when there's 50 people and they all have equal talent is you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. And it's learning how to speak you. And it's, you know, all of us do this. I mean, if, if I was being coached or any of us would be in coach or I'm coaching a student, I'll look for strengths, weaknesses and blind spots. Mm -hmm. And so you'll be comfortable by the end of it, hopefully with not only being able to, you know, speak yourself clearly in writing, but we also go through exercises so that you feel like you know and stand strongly in who that you mm -hmm. is that you're bringing to the party. And then we have advocates like mm -hmm. <coughs> me, Julie, Jack, Trevor, or whoever else is, you know, the faculty members, hopefully, that may have connections to that industry. Because at the end of the day, it often makes a difference. If, you know, Julie said to someone that she knew from Columbia, hey, um, I know this person who's been at Harold Ramos. Um, mm -hmm. Give them an extra five minutes of 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 consideration, or just make sure they're on your radar. Right. I speak for them. It's just like putting our hand in the hand of that person, and and just that's being here at this place with all the history that it has. It's endless opportunities yeah. for. I'm sure you're feeling that already. Yeah, and it's it's interesting too, just seeing. I literally just today before coming over and recording this was having a conversation with a couple of people that were saying like, yeah, you know, I took classes and this kind of stuff when I was in college and, but they're like, I work way harder here than I did in college. Mm -hmm. And it's like, it's because I want to, like, I, right. I want to, to get more out of this. Like there's, yep. you know, the joked about it on, on the podcast before there are no grades. Like it's, mm -hmm. it's not about that. It's, and, and honestly it wouldn't, I don't think grades would necessarily help because, they don't they would they would be p comparing us to one another which is is not the case mm -hmm. you know we're in here for different reasons so it's it's much more yep. figuring out where do you where are you at where do you need to go and so you know everybody can you can assess your own grade you can figure out well i need these your 10 things best. or i need these 20 mm -hmm. things or you know and try and figure out what you what you can take from it and, and carry forward right so we're coming up on uh, um, application deadline for uh, for the next term, which yes. would be in fall. the fall. Mm -hmm. um, so, what is uh, what's the what are the dates? What does that look like? Sure thing. So, uh, the application deadline is May thirty first for fall. Uh, fall begins the day after Labor Day, September fourth, mm -hmm. and then it goes through August twenty nineteen. Mm -hmm. And then August 31st is the deadline for winter, which begins January 4th and goes through right after Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. And coming up over the mm -hmm. next uh, few weeks, I, I've set up uh, for interviews for the podcast that are people that are either about to graduate Great. from the program or that have already graduated. Cool. Um, so they'll be able to talk a little bit more about Yay. what they've gotten from it, where they're going next, mm -hmm. what they, you know, what they're searching for, what they want to do, yeah. uh, and, and just kind of see a little bit. Because a, a lot of this so far had a lot of people from Magenta and Cyan that my cohort and the and the one that came in at the same time as us which we're all still kind of like uh still figuring here. this out kind of feeling out different you know what mm -hmm. angle we're going to take in this but it's we're starting to catch our footing right. uh, so the alums uh, are doing cool stuff and <clears throat> it's it's interesting cuz while you have the cohorts that are presently here that you're you know expanding out to be your family mm -hmm. it's like you got big brothers and sisters that yeah. have already been out there for what since August was the first mm -hmm. graduating class whatever yep. it is, seven yeah. months, that can just, just sharing what they've been through so far is huge. Yeah. And they, they've been really great about doing it. And there's a lot of them that are still <coughs> here in the area that are, that are working, mm -hmm. you know, in production here. Yep. There are others that, you know, this becomes now home base that they'll go right. to LA for 
six weeks and then come back here for a little while and then mm-hmm. go to New York for a bit and then come back mm-hmm. here. And so there's a lot of people mm-hmm. passing through, uh, I've found too. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty easy to snag somebody that that's, that's done it before and, and, you know, talk about what they're, what they're doing, how they got to that point. Yeah. You know, the stuff that they've made while they were here. Right. Well, yeah. Well, any final thoughts before we, uh, before we wrap up? Oh gosh. <laughs> Anything um, I didn't cover that you want to talk students. about? I don't know. I I think um, I don't know. I'm proud of what we're doing here, and I'm proud of our students. Mm-hmm. It's exciting. Our graduation screenings on Friday. Yeah. Yep. And for me and for Lynn, sometimes too, it's like maybe the first time we've even seen these films. Mm-hmm. So you know, it's really exciting. But yeah, you know, seeing them on the big mm-hmm. screen, it's really awesome. At the is it ArcLight? Yeah, ArcLight. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a gorgeous theater. Oh, it's, it's a fantastic. gorgeous theater, and I don't know. I don't know what's more fun to watch what's on the screen or to watch them yeah, watching what's on the screen. Yeah. yeah, it's pretty awesome. My goal is to come see those, okay. uh, especially because uh, Mike shifts. I, I DP'd for that one. Oh, see, oh. yeah. So, yeah, we'll have so. the cab at your house uh, at ten o'clock. <laughs> 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 Sounds wonderful. There uh, you go. If people wanted to track you all down on social media, anything like that, uh, um, any any spot where they can come <coughs> come find your stuff. Oh gosh, well Lynn and I are both on LinkedIn. Yeah, okay. we're on LinkedIn. <laughs> and then um, if you you know, I am the I am the face and the email behind everything for the film school. So mm-hmm. phone number, any of the email addresses, all come to me. Awesome. Yeah. So, and yep. what's what's the email? Uh, film school at secondcity.com. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you all so much for your time. Thanks, Thanks Tony. That was Julie Alavizos and Lynn Pustai. Thank you to Julie and Lynn and to the rest of the Harold Ramis Film School and Second City staff for their help. The song on this week's episode was Take Care by Party Like It's. Check out more of their music at partylikeits.com. This show was recorded and edited by me, Tony Lazzaroni. If you want to hear more from me and my classmates, teachers, and a few special guests, make sure to subscribe to the podcast. If you have any questions or comments, send us an email at filmstudentpod at gmail.com or find us on Twitter and Instagram at filmstudentpod. And be sure to check out some of my and my classmates' work at filmstudentpod.com. And one last reminder, the submission deadline for the fall class at the Harold Ramis Film School is May 31st. Find out more at secondcity.com slash Harold Ramis. See you all next week. Class dismissed!